All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of College Football Sunday. I'm Steve. With me always is Taz. What's up? All right. This is going to be our week zero recap. Taz, we finally got football. Finally, week zero in the books. <laughs> yes, finally. I know. <laughs> it felt so good yesterday to sit on my couch and watch college football. Right. And I mean, with the kickoff of College Football Live, you know, it did like a two-hour special. Yeah, yeah, on game day. Game yep. day. Yeah. yeah. They'll be on location this weekend. Right. At, uh in Columbus for the Ohio State-Nebraska game. Right, right. They so will. So, good yeah. to have that back. Oh, I know. Everything's back to normal. This is normalcy, everybody. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and jump on to the biggest thing that happened on Saturday for a week zero was Nebraska versus Northwestern. Man, so disappointing. That was one of my surprise teams. And they did what they did last year. Yeah. The same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of listening to, you know, I listened to the uh, post interview with Frost and uh, he said that they, uh, the offensive coaches can be more creative. Yeah. I watched the press conference earlier today. Right. And yeah. Right. And it was something like, like I said, I mean, a lot of it was just, it's repetition. You can see the same plays run over and over. Mm-hmm. He was especially talking about the run game. Too. Right, he right. Was. I was saying the same thing. Run up the middle, run up the middle. Same thing. It's like, dude, you got to be creative. This team has pretty much scouted you the whole offseason and prepared yeah. for you. You know, they 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 check sets and, and alignments and you know they got an idea of what you're gonna run. Mm-hmm. But to do the same thing over and over, you just find a thing that was working for you. Yeah, I was I was disappointed in the in the game plan. So I think that's probably something he's definitely gonna address this week. He needs to, I mean, because, you know, they're calling for his job. Oh, yeah. You know, and he's an offensive-minded coach. So I, I, that's the thing that puzzled me yesterday. There was occasionally he didn't even have the headsets on. He was just mm-hmm. kind of walking around. So, of course, you know, he wasn't getting the fullness of what plays were called at, at certain times. The camera was on him. Oh, yeah. And I was like, dude, you don't even have a headset on. <laughs> you know, to really see what was going on. So we'll, we'll see if, when or if he decides to take over the play calling himself. Yeah, I saw that and I heard it as when I was watching the press conference this morning. And that was one of the things that he was saying. He's like, on offense in this league, you have to be more creative. Right. Especially at the run game. Right. Which I 100%. Because they, they have some really good studs back there at running back. They, they have them. But it was just the creativity. It was just plain Jane. I mean, not to just harp on you know one particular coach. Because, I mean, I think collectively it's a, you know, it's a, it's a team. But to seeing the, the play called Lamar Whipple. I mean, I've seen him before. Yeah. You know, and that's several schools that he's kind of moved around in. And it's a place called pretty similar uh, to what he's done before. And and, and I know Scott knows he knew this year going that he needed to make a splash. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, because, of course, the last several years, I mean, okay, the COVID year, of course, most coaches kind of got a pass. Yeah, I don't count that year. Yeah, because of that. But, I mean, going in, now he's been there long enough to where, hey, man, we need to see some improvement. You went 3-9 mm-hmm. and nine last year. Yeah, and I was reading a stat that was really interesting, too, earlier that said that this is the only team since the AP poll era, which I think started in 1936, that has lost seven consecutive single-digit games. Right. I mean, it's like, dude, you you know you you can't continue. And I I hear this often now, even more than now that people use it, insanity. Yep. <laughs> they keep doing the same thing, but just expecting different results. Yep. It's like, dude, you got you to gotta change it up. Yeah, and that's the thing, too. Losing those single-digit games, it usually comes down to only a handful of plays, which, as you can, say, as you can see, that I saw, 
That that's just exactly what happened last night. Right. The same exact things. It was like, okay, there were some things working, and of course, I mean, because you brought the point at one, uh, question one point was uh, watching the game about um, the coldest. Uh, where is he? You know, we didn't really see him. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you got the answer later. But but I noticed during the game, it was um, a lot of the Trey Palmer. And I kept seeing, I was like, but, you, but you're working this, this other dudes around, but you're just working this one dude. They're going to make some adjustments. Yeah, and I think what really hurt him, too, was when their tight end got hurt. Because right. that guy was balling. Right. It was. Right. And he got hurt, and he was out for the game. And you can kind of – I like that Casey Thompson. I, li- I do. I think he's a really good quarterback. Right. He's a – way bigger upgrade from what he's had with Adrian Martinez completely. Right. But I noticed a lot that that tight end helped mask was mm-hmm. a lot. Some of his passes were a little behind right. the receivers. Yeah. I mean, it still hit their hands and they, they still should have made the catch because right. not right. every catch is going to be perfect or be right. easy. But I noticed a couple were behind and those were the plays too that his, that tight end that got hurt was making and touch. You gotta have touch, right, right, right. Because I noticed that a lot too. There was a couple. I know one interception actually. Um, he hit the tight end in the hand. It bounced off of his hand, mm-hmm. and, then the, and the guy just kind of scooped it up behind him. So yeah, that was there was some some target issues and and touch issues. Yeah, but that yet yeah, still you hit him in the hand. I mean, it gotta kind of help. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, and, um, of course. And one similarity I did see that he had a Martinez with the turnovers late in the game. Yeah, yeah. You know, you I think he was trying that. to force it at that right. point. Right. I mean, they did get robbed on that one. I do believe his knee was yeah, down. Yeah, I think he was down. I mean, I think the uh, the refs pretty much like, you know what, we called this, we're going to stick with this. Yeah. You know, type deal. But, you know, it from my point of view, it's like, dude, the knee was down. And oh, then yeah. And that could have made a, a huge difference in that game right there. Oh, yeah, exactly. From where they was driving right there. Right. I mean, they could almost, I don't want to say put the game away. Right. But it would have been a big, big momentum shift. Right. And they would have been building on that momentum. Right. So for all the people who didn't see what happened yesterday, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure if you're listening, you did. But Nebraska was up 28, scored a touchdown. It was up 28 to 17 with 909 left in the third quarter. Right. And Scott Frost made the decision to do the onside kick. I won, and everybody wants to say hindsight's twenty twenty, but we was talking on the phone when it was going on, and we both had that same, what are you doing? Right. Right. I'm like, because momentum is a a game changer. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going a certain way, but then they, they get that in decent field position. Yeah. And the only thing I didn't like, I like how Scott Frost took responsibility for it. The only comment of it that I didn't like is that he said, all right, we had the momentum. And I felt like if we could make that play, we could put this game away. There's nine minutes left in the third quarter. That's a lot of time. Yeah. I mean, yes, going up 18, that is, a you know, three possessions. But that's not – it ain't like we're at the end of the game. There wasn't right. nine minutes left in the game. There was a whole other quarter right. in nine minutes. Right. It's, it's <laughs> like, okay, do I, do I force them to drive a longer, you know, the field? Mm-hmm. Or do I give them a short field? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, which is just the same as a turnover, to right? Because I mean, it's you know, it just a, 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 I think a high percentage of it's being recovered by the opposing receiving team than a kickoff team. Oh yeah, and and that as like we say is a, is just the same as a turnover. Northwestern gets the ball, goes five plays, forty four yards in a minute, sixteen seconds. Now we're at twenty eight, twenty four. Right, right. So I'm wondering though, just just looking at that, he was saying about putting the game away, but how much of 
how much of that was to protect his defense because Northwestern was running the ball, man, that wheel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they started, and they really leaned on that in the second half. Yeah. Because that hole that they got, oh, yeah. that's, that's a man right there. Yeah, yeah, they was running. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was breaking tackles like crazy, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the first guy never got him. Right. And right. that was something, too, that I noticed, not just in this game and other games, was that you don't really simulate so much in practice or mm-hmm. scrimmage or – you know, the spring game and all that is open field tackling. Right. So, yeah, I mean, more more teams probably should emphasize that a little more uh, as far as technique and tackling or just kind of going through drills. Uh, maybe you don't want to. It's kind of <laughs> harsh to say. I mean, but it's not a bad thing. But maybe you don't want to use your your star players, I would say, or starters as far as in tackling drills. Mm. But you do have a lot of walk-ons. Yeah, you probably, <laughs> sacrifice you know, not, the scout Not to team. beat those dudes up, just use them, you know. <laughs> but I'm just saying to practice the tackling skill, and you don't want to, you know, affect the guys that are actually on scholarships or injured. I mean, you don't want to injure anybody. Well, yeah, of course. But the risk of, you know, your starters mm-hmm. being out versus, you know, walk on that he may get some playing time. Yeah. Or, you know, um, just kind of use it, you know, as tackling, you mm-hmm. know, tools. Yeah, and then after that onside kick, if you want something about taking the air out of the stadium, that's exactly what it did to their offense. Right. Their offense after that onside kick attempt, they had six possessions. Mm-hmm. They only had 23 plays for 85 yards. They had four punts and two picks. Right. They had three three-and-outs. One was a four-play punt. Right. <laughs> so they got the first down on the first play and then went three-and-out. Right. And then they had two interceptions also out of those six possessions. I mean, they completely – and then Northwestern went ahead and scored with 11-34 in the fourth. And, I mean, and took the lead at 31-28. Even though it's a three-point game, you just – you could just feel it. Right. That was it. Right, right. And, and I mean, and it's crazy, man, because they they have guys on that offense that can kind of keep the ball moving. moving. But uh, it just – I don't know. It just – it seemed like a contradiction of – Scott Frost, we talk about this with certain teams. It's like teams hire you for what you can do, mm-hmm. not for you to hire someone else to do what they can do. Yeah. You know, and Scott Frost, like I remember him at uh, UCF and, and Oregon mm-hmm. in the OC there, up-tempo offense, quick passes, releases, keeping the defense off balance. You you don't see that now. Yeah, that, that's so true. I didn't really see that too much in that game. Mm-hmm. I was looking for more up-tempo mm-hmm. and – Whenever that Thompson was getting in kind of a little bit of a slump, right. this they didn't give him no easy passes. Right. You know, a lot of his passes were still chunking it down the field 15, 20 right. yards. Right, it was something that he noticed. I mean, you know, maybe, possibly. I mean, who knows how much they even practice it. Yeah. And that would be something you probably want to practice because I noticed something also. We'll get into another game here later. Mm-hmm. But I noticed this also about certain teams that are maybe a run-heavy team mm-hmm. and known for running and pounding the ball but not really known for passing. Dude, how can you give your defense a look if that's not the, that's something that you don't do? Yeah. You see that's what I'm true. saying? Yeah. If, you, if I'm a run-heavy team, I'm just kind of using the team, for instance, um, back in the day, even with Georgia Tech. They're yeah. an option team. They didn't really pass the ball. Yeah. But the defense are going to be seeing teams that pass the ball. Yeah. It's hard <laughs> to go ones-on-ones in that situation. Right. So the only, yeah, passing that you're going to see is out of the scout team, and you're really not getting the right. talent. Yeah. How can you really positions? simulate that in practice when that's not something you do? And I'm seeing more team or, or conventional uh, coaches that – 
kind of changing over now mm-hmm. and, and just not going from the run heavy to add more passing in there. That way you give your defense looks. That way they're not off guard. Oh, yeah. You know, when they're facing a pass every team. Mm-hmm. Uh. And I, I wonder, too, like if you're Scott Frost or not even just Scott Frost, but some of these players, like I said, you've lost seven straight games by single digits. Right. You're now 5-21 and 21 in single-digit games. When, like, in that, like we said, when they score with 11-34, which is mm-hmm. a lot of time in college football right. to make up a three-point deficit, where does that start to creep into the back of your head that, oh, here we go again? Right. And this is something, this is with a turnover of coaches on that offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. So these are new, like a new set of coaches. Yeah. But you, you're getting the same results. So mm-hmm. now, I mean, of course, you're going to be looking to the, the top man. He's, you know, he's yeah. the X factor. I mean, he's the most consistent. You were there for this staff and now this offensive staff and we're getting the same results. Yeah. I mean, how is that as a player? Or, I mean, even in Scott Frost, you could just tell his whole demeanor had just changed whenever that happened. I mean, I know you got to win games and that'll get you out of that funk. Right. I get that 100%. Right. Right. But how many games of these are you going to have to win to finally get past this all oh well it's a one score game again we're going to find some way to drop the ball on this yeah but i mean i mean how does i mean i'm just saying how long you wait because i'm just saying it's me if i'm an offensive guy i'm used to play calling and you see those guys that are and they love play calling oh of course yeah. they love it's like look we can coordinate we can have <laughs> you um label as offensive coordinator we put things together but i'm the play caller Mm-hmm. If things aren't working and this is something I'm capable of doing, I'm taking charge of that. I mean, it's on my back when everything else is on my back. You're talking about being on a hot seat and your job, which, you know, affects everybody in, in that game plan right there. Because if you're fired, who's, who knows who's going to be retained yeah. or has to go find a new job or whatever. But if I'm capable of doing something, I jump right in there and say, hey, look, let's try this right here, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, because it all comes down to you. It's not about feelings and things like that. It's about getting the most production out of your team. Yeah, and they got to make something shake. The lucky part they have, their next four games are at home, so that's a plus. But honestly, if I was Scott Frost, I would take over the play calling this week because what will end up happening, and I'm looking at their schedule, is the next game they got is just North Dakota. Not North Dakota State, North Dakota. Right. So, okay, you have them call plays in that one or whatever, and the offense is going to look good because you're just more talented than them. Then you got Georgia Southern, right? which we know what kind of debacle they're going through with Clay trying to go from a triple option team to a spread offense. Right. So you know you're going to dominate that game too. Right. You know what I'm saying? So now everybody's like, all right, we got the offense back on track, all this, that, and the other. Then turn around on September 17th, Oklahoma comes to town. Right. I think he needs to be calling plays by that Oklahoma. By that Oklahoma, that would have been rhythm. And I'm quite sure if, if he's gonna if he's gonna call those plays, it's gonna be more up tempo. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got to. It's gonna be more tempo, and that's what you do. I mean, it's it can be extract. Now, if it's not working, of course, then you put your defense in a situation. But if it's working, I mean, you, it's easier, mm-hmm. especially week one. It's easier to run an up tempo to probably catch somebody out of position. Oh yeah, of course. You know. Well, all right, everybody. That's the Nebraska-Northwestern game. We spoke for a pretty good minute on that one. Right. <laughs> we did. We got some other games that was played this this Saturday, too. But like I said, I'm hoping he gets it back together. I like Scott Frost. I like to see him be successful. But like, like I think we both can agree, and a lot of people out there, he just needs to go back to calling the plays. Huh. 
So, all right, another game that was pretty interesting. Well, I didn't think it would be until it started actually going on. Was Austin P at Western Kentucky? Right. That was a close game. It was a good game. Yeah. Good game. Austin Pugh had their opportunities, man. Yeah. Uh, just uh, freaky turnovers. Yeah, a lot of turnovers is what ended up killing them. Right. They was they played them really close with right. eight twelve left in the third. Old Maddox, which is this guy's my new favorite player. I'm gonna have to watch watch him or keep track of him. Right. Maddox Trujillo. Kick the 49-yard field goal, make it 21-20. What'd he do, Taz? He flexed. Flexed on them boys. I'm talking about a (laughs) kicker flexing. I'm like, look at this kid. Now, you know, you may want to, you know, the boys are going to get him. They'll get him in the film room. Say, hey, man, you may want to jump in here in the weight room with us (laughs) before you flex, you know. But hey, he got his flex in. So. Yeah, he did. That was so. That was so funny. That was probably one of my favorite moments <laughs> right. of Week Zero. If y'all right. didn't see it, try to go back and look for it. Yeah, that my was man, hilarious. My man flexed on him. Yeah, I mean, kick that forty-nine yard field goal. It was true. Right. It was. It come. <laughs> my dude, my dude, flex. Now he can say it was a bad angle. I mean, he can, you know, kind of throw him off, but. <laughs> my dude need to hit the waist a little bit. And then once he hit him with the flex, yeah. then Western Kentucky. They really flexed some muscle. They outscored him 17-7 in the fourth quarter and put that game away. Right. There was a there was a big play in there also with the pass interference call where the guy, I, I recall, I mean, that's where the guy, I guess, pulled his hamstring or whatever. Yeah. And it's a possibility. I mean, because I've seen, I saw several plays to where um think ball was sometimes uncatchable. Mm-hmm. The guys just kind of grab him. And, oh, yeah. But you give him a free, you know, free mm-hmm. first down, 15-yard penalty, man. Yeah, you know when you can possibly get them off the field, and that that's a big hurt right there also. But yeah, they they had some some turnovers, man, strip fumbles and mm-hmm. interceptions, a pick six. Yeah, there was mm-hmm. another one that was almost called, um, but it's actually his knee was down, mm-hmm. and uh, where the guy scooped it up and ran in for a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, it was like I said, that actually turned out to be a pretty interesting game. So then another one we got here, which I was I was kind of surprised whenever it started was. Idaho State at UNLV. Mm. The quarterback I thought that was going to be the starter and going to be playing for him was at Harrison Bailey, that five-star transfer from Tennessee. But then when I turn the TV on, I see this Brumfield, and I'm like, who is this kid? And apparently he's another redshirt freshman that they got. And, hey, UNLV, I shoot, I think they made the right decision because that Brumfield was on fire yesterday. He went 21-25. 356 yards and four touchdowns all in the first half. And there's a nice little one-two punch between Brumfield and that sophomore wide receiver they got, Ricky White, mm-hmm. who had eight of those 21 for 182 yards and two touchdowns. Right, right. And, and yesterday I saw a lot more of that, though, where coaches mm-hmm. were starting to use multiple backs. So, I mean, there, there's a time, man, in some recent times where you would just ride one running back. Yeah, and just but you're starting to see two or three running backs to kind of keep guys fresh. Oh yeah, and they brought in that Harrison Bailey, right. and he ended up going three of eight, twenty six yards, and was sacked three times. So mm. I think Brumfield pretty much made his claim that this is my team. This right. Year. I mean, you you're gonna see that. I think you're gonna see that with a lot of teams coming into this first week. There's some things that aren't settled quarterback position. I mean, it's, of course, mistakes are gonna be made. Offensive line is still getting shuffled, things like that. So it's probably going to take some teams a couple of weeks to kind of get settled in. Oh, yeah. I think. And then you'll start to see who they're 
you know, plan on riding with. It was something really interesting, though, how then these turnover gimmicks have gotten kind of out of hand. Right. And I think this one's probably the most extreme one of them all. Uh, UNLV, because they play in the same stadium as the Raiders, they have a turnover slot machine. <laughs> they call it the Rebel Roller. Right. So anytime you make force a turnover, you get to come over, run over, pull the slot on the slot machine, and watch it spin around and see what you got. Is it a prize? I mean, what is it? I don't know. I guess with this NIL thing, I mean... <laughs> I guess they can collect the prize money right, if they like win. A day off from practice, or <laughs> for real. <laughs> What's the kicker? I have no clue, but yeah, that was something interesting, something very different. I had no clue about yeah. until yesterday. Right. So, all right, then another game that was pretty interesting that caught my attention at first, which I wasn't paying no mind to, but was UConn at Utah State. Right, right. UConn jumped out 14 nothing on Right. Uh, something came to mind with, when, that, when I saw that score was when you were saying that uh, Jim Moore said uh, they're going to move up to the you know, Power yeah, 5. Yeah, Power 5, yeah. Yeah, right. I said, like, oh, he may, he may be on to something. Okay, hold on. You know, cause That's de- what caught my interest, too. <laughs> yeah, because defense, defense was flying around. I was mm-hmm. like, because I, I'm looking, because I'm like, Rene, they, UConn's won before. Yeah, so I was like, well, maybe, maybe he's on to something. Got some transfers in there, and, and kind of, uh, you know, pep those guys up. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. But then, you know, there again, there was more mistakes, turnovers. And, oh yeah, and then Utah State woke up and right. ran on them thirty-one-six the rest of the way. Right. There were um, some pretty good running backs in that though. I didn't really know about UConn has a Nathan Carter. Mm-hmm. He had twenty attempts for one hundred and ninety yards. And then Utah State, that Calvin Taylor Jr. had 33 carries for 161 yards. Right, right. So a pretty solid running game for yeah. both teams. Yeah, and, and maybe that, that Carter, UConn can lean on this upcoming year. Right. And uh, a couple things. I uh, started seeing some up-tempo in that game and then missed tackles also. Oh, yeah. That's what we're saying. It's going to be a lot of those. Yeah. i tell you who didn't miss no tackles was Jackson Mitchell. Oh, yeah. My man has 16 tackles, a sack, a forced fumble, and two fumble recoveries. My dude came to play. Yeah. And like we was talking earlier before we got on the show, <laughs> that could be a good thing or a bad thing. Right, for him making that many tackles. <laughs> <laughs> he had a lot of opportunities. Definitely. <laughs> so look out for him, though. He might be someone to watch. Yeah. I mean, well, that's, that's, a, that's a really good game coming out week zero. Right. Fresh. I mean, he, he came prepared and... He was tired of hitting his own teammates. He said, I'm, I'm going to put some punishment on somebody. Great start. Yeah, he was all over the field. So, like I said, then, that ended up being a 31-20 to game and wasn't as close as what it showed at the beginning. Right. Then another game that I had a, I had a lot of interest in, and I hope y'all watched, was Wyoming at Illinois. Mm, yeah, yeah. That that was one of, the, one of the games that I thought was interesting also, seeing how Wyoming finished. Of course, they did lose some some key guys, but thinking you know, and Bielema just still in the early part of his coaching career at Illinois, probably trying to figure some things out. Well, Dominated, I think, I think. Yeah, he just came. He came in there, and I remember. I remember. And I listened to his post post uh, conference. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, you know what? He preached to his guys to start fast. Oh, they did, and they started fast, and they started often. And, oh yeah, and, and listening to him, he had a. Three-headed monster back there, what they call Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you look out for Earth, Wind, and Fire. That's going to be something heavy. But what interests interest me in that game also, mm-hmm. it was their passing game. 
Yeah, that DeVito, he can really play. Right, right. And this is one of those things that I was saying is because um, if you if you watch Beatham over his career, he was run heavy guy. Mm-hmm. Run heavy, uh, didn't really pass often. But look, look what it did to his defense, though. By just being a run heavy team, it didn't give his team the passing look. Yeah. Now with you having a run game and pass game, and this is what you're going to see throughout your conference, you're able to give your defense a better look. Oh, yeah, and I know Wyoming isn't the best measuring stick, but their defense held in the 10 first downs. Wyoming was 1 of 12 on third down. They only had 30 yards passing on 20 attempts. That's a yard and a half per pass attempt. Uh They only gave up five receptions. Now, they did run it 31 times for 182 yards for about six yards of carry. But they did force two turnovers, a pick and a fumble, and didn't commit any turnovers. Right. And they ran for 260 and threw for 217. So, I mean, if their defense can play somewhat, like I said, Wyoming's not a good measuring right, stick. Right, right, right. But from what they played against Wyoming, mm-hmm. if they can get part of that when they get in the conference play, right. I think Illinois have a bowl think, season. Yeah, I think so. And it was this game was a pretty clean game. Mm-hmm. Pretty clean game. So, and that's that's good too because you you know those penalties you tend to hurt yourself offensively, defensively. So if you can kind of keep those penalties down. Yeah, they had six for sixty five yards. Right. But that's not that's a little that gives them something to work on. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, because you're talking week zero. Yeah. Um, you you're gonna have some stuff, man. Guys anxious out there. Mm-hmm. It's the first game, you know. But it's it got little kinks that you have to work out. So yeah, that's something that they can work on. I mean, six is good, I would say. Yeah, and it gives you something. I mean, when you win thirty eight to six, you don't want the team coming in and just saying, "Oh, look, we dominated. We we don't need nothing to work on." Because they turn around and play on Friday at Indiana for yeah. a conference game. Short week. Short week right. and a game in conference. So they got to stay focused and jump back in and get ready. All right, let's get it. So I think that's really good for Bielema. I think he's doing really good things out there. Yeah, yeah. And I think I like how he's evolving now. He's, mm-hmm. he's added that passing game to his offense. Oh, yeah, because that was never part of it. No, nah, it was run heavy. We're going to lean on you to wear you <laughs> out to the second half. Mm-hmm. All right, then we had two more games where FCS schools were involved. We have F- FSU play Duquesne at home. Right. Had a little weather delay for that one. Right. 147-7. They had three running backs over 100 yards, the first time in team history. Right, right. If you look at that, you know, like, oh, man, that's an awesome stat. But I can say this also, just kind of watching the game, mm-hmm. Duquesne actually had a lot of those runners in their grass in the backfield. They just mm-hmm. couldn't tackle them. Yeah. And that's going to come off of size and talent and skill and everything right, else right. at that level. Right. So, I mean, it, it was good, but there's some things they still need to work on because you can't you can't allow the better teams to mm. get your guys in the backfield and the spectrum to break all those tackles. Oh, yeah, because we're going to find out this Sunday. Oh, most definitely. You're going, <laughs> you're going to find that. There's going to be a fresh team. They're going to be bigger, faster. I mean, you can't have a measuring stick with Duquesne because no. they're – the size and quickness is going to be nothing like what they're about to face here next Mm-mm. week. No. And that's one of them games you just got to get through, try to get out healthy. Right. And then right. the other one we had was FAMU going to North Carolina. Right. I think a lot of people probably watched that one. It's probably surprised. Yeah, um, I lost the bet. Oh, of course. 
course. I, I was I was confident without knowing what was happening was going to happen here, losing like twenty five players. Now mm-hmm. then, I like okay, I got a little concerned, like twenty five, and then not knowing which twenty five. Yeah, oh, you know, twenty five players. Though. Crazy so. part was I was going to call you and say I'll move it from seventeen to twenty. And I'm you glad should you have. Didn't you should have. You should have <laughs> moved it. But either way, you know, uh, I started watching the clock. And it's got closer and closer to the end. Mm. And they were, you know, like seven points and 14 points. Mm-hmm. And the fan was moving the ball. It's like, okay, I don't think they're going to get it up to 17. Yeah, and they didn't. It ended up being 14. So, everybody, I will have a FAMU helmet coming in the mail here you go. fairly soon. I got soon. my first victory yep. of the season. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, though, what I was impressed with was FAMU's resiliency. But with the heart that they showed. Right. I mean, that... Not only just here before you're fixing the board to play and to hear that these players ain't coming. Right. And then they deal with all the stuff that's been swirling around and everything. And then they show up. Like I said, I remember you told me you said that um, <laughs> you asked me if I was watching it because mm-hmm. the band came out on the field. Right. There were more people in the band than there was on the team. Right. They, I mean, I'm talking about it was, they just, uh, just marched over the football team, man. It, it's like crazy. It's like you might want to pull a few of those guys out of the band, <laughs> suit them up, suit them up. You know they got eligibility. Yeah, they're in the band. They're eligible. <laughs> Very, you know, yeah. Bring them out there. At least suit them up. Make your team look bigger. Maybe put a couple of them in there. Yeah, I, I was I was really impressed with them. And at the same time, in certain points, I was concerned with North Carolina. Yeah, yeah at certain points because I was like, okay, because there was a couple times I can understand you know moving it sometimes, but sometimes it. You don't want a team like that to consistently kind of move the ball. Yeah. You want to move it in spurts. Yeah. I didn't like how they was constantly playing zone behind. Right. I didn't. It didn't I don't think it gave their D-line much time to get there. I think when he did have, and I'm not taking nothing. Right. That, what that quarterback did for them was amazing right. last night. Right. But it, it was more easier, I think, for him passing-wise, just picking apart a zone when you have time back there. Right. Then playing man-to-man because then you could blitz like I, that's the one thing i don't even think i think if carolina did blitz it might have been like three or four times right like they didn't bring no heat right you know what i'm saying there's opportunities to work on some stuff because you got some teams coming up they got a really good game yeah this saturday that we'll talk about in the next episode right so what but overall what was your what did you think about the performance of drake may drake may i did i i, I think he he did what he needed to do protect- he went 29 to 37, uh-huh. 294 yards and five touchdowns. Right. But at the same time, it's, it's protecting the ball. Because at a game like that, it's easy, you know, knowing the team's probably shorthanded, mm-hmm. um, probably didn't have as much talent as you, to make some throws that you probably wouldn't normally make and you just kind of force them in there. Yeah. You could have easily, you know, just kind of forced things. Yeah. But he didn't. He still just kind of took what they gave him. Uh, made some good run decisions. Yeah, I was looking at that too. He had four attempts for fifty-five yards, right. and actually had a forty-two-yard run last night. Right, he has an awesome. Run, I mean, decisions when it seems a little more mobile than. Yeah, and he could have easily forced some some throws. I mean, knowing you got a guy like Downs out there, you know, you yeah. just kind of force it in mm-hmm. there, just throw it up there, let him go get it. Type yeah, deal. but he, he still made good good decisions. I will. Yeah, he did make good decisions. Yeah. Some of his throws were a little off, right. which I think you know that will come with timing, right? And then and more reps because I mean, cause yeah, it was just recently, you know, named the quarterback. So I'm quite sure he was still splitting those first team reps mm-hmm. with the other quarterback. So now you're getting all the reps. 
Oh, yeah. And we'll get to really see this upcoming week when they play App State because they right. have a solid defense. Right. And they're going to have to score some points. And we'll actually get to see what, with their defense was Gene Chizik just trying to play a basic defense right. because we know, okay, they're down 25 guys. They got seven offensive linemen. Right. I mean, eventually, we're going to wear them down eventually. Yeah, and they'll so also let's just die. keep it. Yeah, I know, right? We watched them. We're like, oh, no. You know? <laughs> but, I mean, it, do you think that on a defensive-wise with Chizik that he was just saying, I'm going to play the most simple, basic thing just yeah. because I know yeah. we're going to get it just over. The- right, right. And, and probably I respected that team and respect yeah. for what they did. Oh, yeah, you know, of course. Come yeah. play, knowing they shorthanded. Yeah. We don't want those guys to get any farther injured. Yeah, that too. Like, yeah, let's just bring the house. Yeah. They have a season to play. (laughs) Yeah. Let's beat them 70 to 7 or whatever. Right. You know, I don't think Carolina had anything to gain out of doing that. Right. And I think, like we said, maybe it was just a basic game plan. Right. They know they got App State, which isn't, I ain't going to say it's like playing Alabama or nothing. Right. But also, too, it's a very, very respected and very good group of five school right and i don't think they want to just throw everything out there to give them more film right i think they want it when app state sits down tonight or today and starts watching film on what they did against FAMU, they're just going to see something basic right 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 you so that, so app, app state may see the man-to-man the press coverage exactly yeah or the blitzes right. or you know situational right. play right. calling and stuff right. like that so right I think that's probably pretty much what that was. But, I mean, either way, I mean, it's a pretty good game. Right. It was good for it. Get everybody some reps. I'm glad those kids did decide to play. I yeah. mean, yeah, the payout's nice, you know. I, and I heard a lot of people saying, oh, they're just playing it so they can get that 450 grand." Yes, but no. Yeah. And it was a benefit for them really to play that game also because they have a big conference game coming up the following week. Oh, yeah. So to get some reps mm-hmm. before that game, that was huge. Yeah. So, you know, it ain't all about the payday. No. It's about getting prepared for the season. Yeah. that And you only get so many games and so many opportunities in your career. Right. The last thing you want to do is miss out on one. Right. You know? Yeah. And you had an opportunity to really get some reps in against a... Game day reps. Yeah. Against a good a good team. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and some other team you just going to just go practice against. Yeah, they was going to play the Citadel or, right. you know, something uh-huh. like that. It'd be like, nah, we're good. We ain't playing that one. There's some team with some credibility <laughs> here. So, but that was a really good one. And then our game of the week in week zero. Vandy at Hawaii. Right. Right. Really, really impressed me. Because we were talking about this game also. Me too. With, with Shane coming back as being the OC and mm-hmm. what he can bring to Hawaii. It's like, well, it's kind of concerning. I mean, it depends on if you look at Vandy season last year. Yeah. And then, I mean, they lost some games. Then they lose to the UConn, I want to say, yeah, last year lost also. Yeah. I mean, you didn't know what Vandy was going to show up. Yeah. You know, and it was important for them to show up for this game because mm-hmm. they don't have many games. No. To where they can just probably come in and, you know, and kind of bully teams. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And remember, everybody, we got to get to 368. Right. And they got 63. Right. So they're ahead of the game. Wow. That was amazing. Yeah. It most was. Most definitely. They listened to the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because they went from after the average 31.8 to now 27.7. Right. So, I mean, they shaved four points off what they got to average. And we were saying, it was so funny, while we was watching the game last night, we was like, they got to get 50 in this game. Right. They get 63. We're like, they got to get 100 by the end of week two. Right. They get Elon next week. Right. 
And they, they put, can put their numbers shoot, up. They ain't put as much as they want. And they put them. another 60 piece up. Man, heck yeah. Come yeah. in there. And then Wake Forest, which, like I said, depending on the quarterback situation. I don't know if they'll opportunity. still, I don't think they can win that game. But they may get more opportunity. And they can put, put points. points. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, they'll actually be trying to score. Right. And then Northern Illinois, from what I was, I know Northern Illinois, probably the best team in the MAC, but oh, they did that to them. They're going, that quarterback they got, dude. Right. That Mike Wright, right? That dude's legit. Definitely, he's fast. Legit speed, and you have to respect it. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. You got to respect it as a as a defender. Mm-hmm. You don't want to come crashing in too quick. No, you get out of your lane, and you can, you can take it to the house. Yep. Yeah, that's sixty three points. That was the most points they've had since nineteen sixty nine in the game. Mm-hmm. That was their largest non conference road win since nineteen forty one. So I mean, that's a. For nineteen forty two forty one, wasn't that around World War Two? Right, and they had a lot of opportunities. I mean, some teams are really like, "Are you on a team last year?" Yeah, and they can put up some points, but yeah, to do that and the and to start the season, mm-hmm. uh, hey man, I applaud Vandy. Yeah, and that was only their fourth or fifth game. They said that they've played west of the Central Time Zone last yeah last night. Yeah, maybe maybe they should make Hawaii their home stadium. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it holds about as many people. <laughs> who knows? Who knows what effect being in Hawaii? I can see Hawaii being infected. You know. Yeah, that was so funny when I was looking at it. And they was like, you know, the stadium it holds nine thousand. I'm like, well, that's a perfect size. That's all Vandy used to play in front of anyway. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, you, you know, the division team travels. The only thing I worry about is can that Mike Wright can he stay healthy? That's a concern. I mean, because you're gonna as a coach, you're gonna say, "Hey, man, look, watch, you slide. Yeah, don't take those hits. <laughs> when you see, when it's obvious, get down or get mm-hmm. out of bounds versus taking those hits. Because if you do in in this SEC, you won't last long. No, but that is one hundred percent true. Well, that's wrapping up pretty much our Week Zero review show. And what we're going to get into, what we're going to do every week is our Players of the Week. We uh, Every week we're going to pick three players on who we're going to have as our Players of the Week. Right. And we'll shoot them out of the free T-shirt. And if you get it, take a picture with it. Give us a shout-out on Instagram, Twitter. Use our handle, all that. And we'll send you a letter and all this other stuff to go along with it. Right. So, the first one we had, the quarterback, we was just talking about that. Mike Wright from Mm -hmm. Vanderbilt, that quarterback. I mean, yesterday he had his completion percentage wasn't that great. But he did have 146 yards in the air, two touchdowns. He had 13 rushes for 163 yards, two more touchdowns. Mm. And when he broke off that 87-yard touchdown run, that's where you saw that speed. That's SEC speed. Right. Why he ain't know what to do with that? Nah, he gonna need it. <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah. Mama, he's gonna need it. You got DMs coming out the end, bro. You gonna need that. Oh yeah, he's gonna need that breakaway speed. Yeah. <laughs> and then another one we got is that Illinois running back Chase Brown. We was talking about right, the three headed monster they had. Mm-hmm. He had, uh, he had uh, two uh, rushing touchdowns and one receiving. Yeah, and 151 yards on the ground on 19 attempts. Well right. on his way, that next Bielema thousand yard back. Right, right, and he's keeping him fresh because he's using three backs. Yeah. yeah, and then who's our third one we got here, Taz? Our third one, uh, Jeremy Mamusa. Yeah, yeah, from FAMU. Mm-hmm. The guy really impressed, man. Well, last night was making some awesome throws. Yeah, yeah, he was very, very poised for what he was going up against. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, definitely when you have a, I wouldn't say a 
a, a limited line, I would say, <laughs> you know, because you only had seven guys and one guy go down. Yeah. And to and still stay in the pocket, mm-hmm. knowing that those guys pretty much got to play the whole game. Man, you ain't They said that was going to be one of them IV games. Right. Right, <laughs> man. They put in work. This guy's probably still asleep. Yeah. You ain't lying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He ended up going 28 to 38 for 279, two touchdowns and a pick. And like I said, I mean, regardless of what kind of defense that. Right. That Chiswick was out there playing. You still got, I mean, 28 for 38 with nobody out there yeah. are good numbers. That was good work, man. Yeah. That was good work. And like I said, as far as I knew, I don't know what three starters um, were out, but it, mm-hmm. there was three starters. I don't know if there was uh, – I, I want to say two was off in the line. I think so. Yeah. And then one was that D lineman. That oh, Lynn. yeah. I was that Lynn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So – I would have – and I, that's the guy I wanted to see play. Right. Because right, I heard a lot about him. Right. He could have been flying around there last night. But, uh, yeah, hopefully things go well for them getting guys back. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully the the compliance department can get all that figured out. Yeah. That, to me, that's that should not happen right. at any college. Right, right, you right. You know, regardless of Division One, um, Division II, Division, whatever. As a compliance department, you cannot let that happen to these kids. Right, right. And uh, real quick before we shut down, I just what you g- give a shout out to the uh, Miak versus Swag game yesterday. That was played. Oh yeah, it was, yeah, wasn't it? Alabama State Howard. It yeah, was a really good game, man. You, it was a mixture of everything in that game. Turnovers, however you want to think of it. It was fumbles, it was interceptions, and a block punt. Dang. Yeah, yeah. Nice. That kind of helped seal that game. That game uh, ended at twenty three thirteen. Nice. Yeah, so just to give them a shout-out, you know. Um, oh, yeah, we love our MEAC and SWAC teams. Definitely, man. Good game played. So we'll have more. Uh, of course, we're going to have at least one SWAC representative team here, Helmet. So mm-hmm. look forward to that. We can add a few more to them. And they got a big game next week, too. Right. They right. Do. Miami, Jacksonville State. Yeah, against Dion. Yep. That's what we're saying. Compliance department, get on your job. That's what make, they pay you make for. Make it happen this week, man. Get some of those dudes back. Yep. And I think that game yesterday, like you were saying, real game reps and everything right. against North Carolina and that talent, I think is really helping that quarterback right. and that team as a whole. Right. Definitely. It is to help set them up for when they get into their conference play. Right. And they're aware of certain things that work. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So good job. Kudos to them for playing the game. Yep. Well, all right, everybody. That's our week zero recap. We, like I said, we had 11 games last week, and then that one that we wanted to touch on and go over with y'all. I know there might have been a game or two that we missed here, and I apologize for that. So, all right, well, next week, we're going or the next episode we have is going to be our week one preview show, everybody. All right. That's when all the players are playing. Yeah, yeah, man. We're going to talk about uh, Heisman Trophy candidates and mm-hmm. Belentnikov uh, candidates, so... You know, get ready, and, and especially for you guys who team that didn't play yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I know you guys are hyped for that, so um, you'll get to see what you know your team's been working on. Yes, also. sir. It's going to be really interesting. That's when it starts to get real good. This was just this was the appetizer, everybody. Right. This was the appetizer. Next week we got football on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, Monday night. Man. Greatest week opening weekend in sports. Yeah, yeah. So uh, get your tailgating ready for the full season here. Yes, sir. All right, everybody. That's going to wrap up this episode. I'm Steve. With me always is Taz. Yes, sir. All right. We'll see y'all next on the next one. Peace.